Welcome everyone to Coach Potato Diary, coming to you on a very busy weekend in the world of professional wrestling. That is going to be our focus today. Uh, we are going to look at WWE, not necessarily do a card breakdown because it's about to start as I'm recording this, uh, but just kind of a, a broader picture of things with the uh, with the WWE right now. Um, so we'll get into that, and then we will get into a AEW match preview, double or nothing breakdown. So, should be a fun show. As always, you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Just quickly, I uh, wanted to give a shout-out to the Okotoks Dogs, starting their championship defense uh, here in 2023 with a bang, with a big win last night against the Brooks Bombers, a 16, I believe it was 16 to 6 ends up being the, the final score, uh, but so happy to be part of the, the broadcasts once again this season. So, um, with that out of the way, let's get into a busy weekend in the world of professional wrestling. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about, but might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learn history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, so as we are recording this, uh, WWE Night of Champions has begun. Um, and there's a lot, obviously, that goes into these shows uh, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, and it, it's... It's so frustrating that, like, and props to the people who have been, like, continuing, like, hey, this is still really shitty that this is a major sports-washing thing that is going on, so just, like, everyone be aware of that. But those calls have naturally gone further and further and further and further away. And look, I'm very much a hypocrite in, in this, because I said I'll never watch one of these, and now I'm going to finish recording this and probably go watch it. Um, it's... And it, it's the 100% the strategy with these things, right? Like, you, you see that they come out, um, they do the, the big thing, and everyone's like, oh, we're never going to watch this. This is going to be disgusting. And the company does literally nothing about it, and they just keep doing it, and eventually it gets normalized. And again, I'm not saying I'm perfect in this because I'm I'm probably going to watch this show. Um, and so it's, it's so, it's, I don't want to say it's funny, but it's like, I can, I can be up on my, my moral high horse and say, no, I'm not going to watch that when the product sucks. You know, I don't care that Braun Strowman won the greatest Royal Rumble ever or anything like that. You know, um, I, I don't care about any of those types of things, but now you have a couple of stories that I'm interested in and all of a sudden it's like, ah, uh, well, I'll just tune in for a little bit, you know? So I do just want to put it out there that it is horrible that this is a thing that is happening. It is horrible that this is a thing that will continue to happen. And it is just life as a WWE fan. Um, and now again, doing the exact thing that I'm saying is unfortunate that people are doing, but just going straight now into, but let's talk about the show. The main thing that I have thought of going into all of this is why did Cody need to lose at WrestleMania? And, like, you look, you could do basically everything you've done, obviously with a couple of changes, but you could do basically everything that you have done leading into this show, even if Cody had won, right? Like, even if Cody Rhodes was your um, WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, you could still have had him feud with Brock, you could have Roman come back, you could create this second title now, you could do all of those things. 
Um, and instead now you have like, look, they, they have done a great job of keeping Cody hot, but I do not believe you will ever get a moment or someone built up as perfectly as they had Cody built up for that second night of what was to that point, one of the great WrestleManias of all time. They did such a great job with that. And now it's like, you're, you're kind of trying to, to build back up this redemption story. Like they just, they did not need to do that. Um, so a, you have now limited, or maybe not necessarily limited, but I don't think you're going to get that moment again. And so now, w whether it's Cody or whatever, it's still going to feel big, but I don't think it's ever going to get back to where that moment was uh, back at WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles, California, I guess technically Inglewood. But still, you're not going to get back to that. And now with the uh, a second championship being brought in, it does kind of, it feels like it kind of takes away from whoever does end up beating Roman and, and taking away from that victory. It's still probably going to feel big, and I actually don't mind the two championship belts because, like, you look at what an amazing moment it was when Eddie Guerrero won the WWE Championship. That doesn't happen if there's only one belt, right? Like, we can talk about, oh, yeah, the WWE finally believed in him. Ah, uh, did they? Because they had Triple H as the champion over there, so it probably, they were probably okay with taking a bit of a gamble. And I think the, the brand split and a second championship allows you to do things like that, allows you to have, again, uh, his moral standing and just what a monster he was at the end, notwithstanding, but it allows you to have a, a Chris Benoit championship run. It allows you to build edge into to what he was. You, you're able to, to do some of those things, and so I think a second championship is good, but when you introduce it in the middle of Roman's story, it does kind of, it, it feels like it will take away a little bit from when Roman Reigns does eventually lose the WWE Universal Championship. And so I just feel like they've kind of cost themselves a, a really big star-making moment. But you look at what they could be doing storyline-wise now. With Cody, he's now the champion. It makes the Brock Lesnar story make a whole lot more sense other than, I don't like my place on the card. That That's so lame. Um, you, you could have Brock Lesnar going after him as the, the, the real legitimate champion and trying to push it that way. And you could have Roman going for the tag team titles as he is spiraling out of control, trying to regain some form of relevancy and try to justify his spot at the, the, the head of the table. So I, I just feel like everything they are doing now probably would have been a little bit better if Cody had just won at WrestleMania. The other problem, storyline-wise, I have it with this. Again, morally, I have a number of problems with the, the, the show they are doing. But the, the problem I have, storyline-wise, with this is um, the, the, the World Heavyweight Championship match tonight. Seth Rollins against AJ Styles. Raw Superstar against SmackDown Superstar. The reason I I actually enjoyed the brand split the first time around, a couple of things. One, as I mentioned, I don't think you get Eddie Guerrero and that big moment championship win if they don't do the brand split. I also don't think you get that feeling if they, do, if they don't do the brand split correctly. At that time, they felt like two different shows. They really did. Um, like, I, I think back to that time, I think of, you know, like Undertaker and Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio um, as, as SmackDown superstars. I think of Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Booker T and Scott Steiner as Raw superstars. They were able to, to split that. I don't think of any of the people in the WWE as Raw or SmackDown, they are all just WWE. And so automatically, you are already blurring the lines with this championship by including SmackDown. I just feel like if they would have just made this a Raw tournament, you could have included a couple of like younger uh, younger talents to, to kind of 
build up into the, the, this title picture, but uh, I do think that a, a brand split can still be done really well uh, and can still be effective, but it has to be taken seriously. And right off the bat, the WWE is not taking their own brand split seriously. I am hoping that this is something now that gets established um, and is something that these guys actually take seriously and they, they don't intermingle at all. Like it, it raw needs to feel like raw SmackDown needs to feel like SmackDown. I even think I get like the, the, the authority figure angle is so played out, but I mean, you have one anyway in Adam Pierce. Like they, they don't have to be the overbearing part of the show, but just have them there. And if you want to, if you want to intermingle, uh, like, cause the WWE did, Make trades. Have it like have it make storyline sense. Other than just like yeah, SmackDown superstar over here on Raw. I know it's a month in. Who cares? They they were able to make trades. They were able to to dupe the other side into picking up a, a big free agent. Like I I actually really enjoyed all of that. And the WWE has got so lazy with brand splits, and it just feels like they are already being very lazy with this one. Moving into AEW, as Double or Nothing comes to you from T-Mobile Arena, right? In lot, yeah, T-Mobile Arena in Paradise, Nevada, also known as Las Vegas, Nevada. In the main event, it will be uh, MJF defending the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, a couple of things before we get into this. It seems like ticket sales are struggling for this show, and it sounds like ticket sales are kind of struggling for um, AEW in Chicago for the start of Collision. A, it's almost like they overdid it. Huh? Maybe a little bit. Maybe that was a bit too reliant on going to Chicago for every big show all of the time. Um, maybe you killed the town a little bit. Who's to say? But probably, definitely, that's the thing that happened. But also, I am not looking at this, um, ticket number as AEW is falling, or even an indictment on MJF, Sammy, Darby, or Jungle Boy. To me, this show is an investment in their young talent. Think back, and again, I hate that I'm using two Chris Benoit examples um, in the same show, but think back to, ah, what pay-per-view was? I forget what pay-per-view it was, but the WWE um, had a pay-per-view where it was... I believe it was Rock against Benoit and or Austin against Jericho. It, either way, they had Benoit and Jericho back to back in the main event and co-main event spots. The one way I, I heard it put is the best way to make these guys feel like main eventers: put them in the main event. Um, and so, is this doing major, major money? Probably not. No. Will Will this be a massive pay per view buy? No. Probably not. It does not feel like it has the star power of an AEW show. It's probably going to be amazing because that's what every AEW show is. But I, 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 you, you don't get the same, like, oh man, this, like the, the star power at the top of this show is going to be incredible. But at some point you do have to build these guys up. If these are going to be your four pillars in this four pillars, four way match, then put them in the main event, make them feel like main eventers. This is honestly, um, something that they've kind of been building to. I do think they kind of rushed it a little bit. Like I, I do... I, I do understand putting all four of them in the main event, put them on the poster, like make this, make them feel like championship level competitors, but it just feels like, okay, now we're going to do it. So here's all four of them, right? Like it, it feels very rushed. It feels like, oh, we're going to now focus on homegrown talent. So here's all of them all at once, all at the same time. It, it feels rushed and it feels like there isn't any planning, but I do understand kind of the, the thought behind it. But I also feel like there has been a little bit of, um, kind of hiding almost behind, former WWE talent. Let's look at the last 
run of pay-per-views here for AEW. So before this one was Revolution, Brian Danielson with, with MJF. Before that, it is John Moxley with MJF. Uh, before that, it is Moxley and CM Punk. Uh, then you have Forbidden Door, where Moxley is in the, the main event of that one as well. Uh, before that, it is Double or Nothing last year. In the main event, it is CM Punk against um, Hangman Adam Page. Before that, it is AEW Revolution, and it is Hangman Page and Adam Cole who doesn't necessarily have the WWE stamp on him, but did come from that world. And then before that, it is Hangman Adam Page against Kenny Omega. You're noticing a lot of former WWE talent scattered throughout all of that, right? Specifically, again, in, in the main event. And so th there has been a bit too much maybe reliance on some of those guys to now just throw all four of these dudes in there at once. And so I... I I don't think this is going to do a major number. I don't think it's going to do a major gate, but I do think it is a smart bit. While I don't necessarily agree with how they got there, I do understand what they are doing by making these guys feel like they are at the top of the card and the former WWE guys are more just the attractions. Uh, so let's run through this one here really quick. Um, it is on the pre-show, a six-man tag where it is Ethan Page and Austin and Colton Gunn taking on Jeff and Matt Hardy along with Hook. If the Hardys and Hook win, then Matt Hardy owns Ethan Page's contract. Can we stop with the, like, the, the, this contract is in control of this group now. This contract is in control of this group now. That's a fine story to do for a couple of months. This feels like it's been going forever. Um, and it feels like it's just, it, it felt like just kind of a keep busy thing for Matt. But now it's going to continue beyond tonight. Like, no one's clamoring for this. Open house six-man tag team match for the AEW World Trios titles with the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart taking on a team to be determined. Very interested to see uh, where they end up going with this one. If they introduce anything on Rampage, I don't watch Rampage, so I, I missed it. But th this is like the House of Black, amazing look. All three of them feel like superstars, hoping they get, uh, almost guaranteed, they're going to get a really great match out of this. An unsanctioned match with Adam Cole taking on Chris Jericho, Sabu serving as the special guest enforcer. I don't know if that's moving any kind of needle at all. That felt really like random and out of nowhere for absolutely no reason. But you know, this match is going to be a barn burner. You, you know you are going to get uh, a lot of bells and whistles with the, the Jericho Appreciation Society and and all of that in there. I would imagine we get some kind of like Kyle O'Reilly return at, at some point tonight. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bells and whistles um, and a lot of uh, gaga as uh, Bruce Pritchard says on, on his podcast. Singles match for the AEW TBS Championship, Jade Cargill taking on Taya Valkyrie. I have always been a big fan of Taya Valkyrie and feel like she is someone you can build a women's division around. So I feel like this could be the time Jade Cargill loses the TBS Championship. It feels like that TBS Championship kind of means nothing right now um, because Jade has just been running through everyone. There needs to now be an evolution in this storyline. There needs to be a bit of a step back taken here for, for Jade Cargill. I think lose this title to Taya Valkyrie, go off, win your next feud, and then get a shot at the uh, the, the Women's Championship. I think that could be uh, a good build here for, for Jade Cargill, but I, I feel like it's time for this to evolve beyond just she's winning a lot. So I I could see Taya Valkyrie being the one to, to win this championship from, and then Taya Valkyrie, I think, is the perfect person to, to take this... The, the intercontinental title of the women's division and 
A, you have a veteran who is in there working with some young up-and-coming women, but again, you, you continue to establish this championship as something that means something. I think you have to have Jade come out of this and basically be vaulted right into the world championship picture. If you want this title to be taken a bit more seriously than the TNT championship, we'll get to in a second. Anarchy in the arena match, the Blackpool Combat Club with Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta taking on Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega, Matt, Nick Jackson, and Hangman Adam Page. The, the build-up to this has been spectacular. Blackpool Combat Club feel like the baddest motherfuckers in professional wrestling at this time. Um, and the elite are the elite. And bringing Hangman Adam Page back into the fold really makes it a whole lot of fun. Um, th this match is going to be insane. And I, I think it is building to a blood and guts type of a, a match. I'm wondering, because the, the show here during Stampede is now on TV, I wonder if we get some kind of a, a Stampede, like the stadium Stampede. I, I can't imagine they're going to take over McMahon. But... I mean, maybe they could take over McMahon. Um, but I, I think it would be interesting to, to do... Um, like, I, I think this is definitely building to a blood and guts type of scenario with this. Jamie Hayter taking on Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. Um, I hope there isn't a title change here. I, I it, it feels like Tony Storm or uh, Jamie Hayter's championship reign is still just like... Still building a, a little bit, so I, I hope she retains here. But I will say the the outcasts or whatever that that storyline um, that that's been quite fun now. I I think that they have with Ruby Soho taken uh, another step in this. The Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. I hope that Orange Cassidy retains in this. He has been such a workhorse in this, and I feel like at this point beating him is going to be a big thing for someone. And it's not the, the biggest championship, obviously, but I feel if, like, a Bendito beats him or someone along those lines, then it, it can actually help them. But if they are just doing it in a battle royal, I, I don't think it necessarily helps that person out. So I hope Orange Cassidy retains in this. Ladder match for the AEW TNT Championship. Wardlow taking on Christian Cage. Wardlow is a really good example of one of the things that I think AEW kind of struggles with a little bit. And you see it kind of with the guys in the main event where they are really good at like the initial part of the buildup of making someone feel like a star. The follow through hasn't been great. They did it with MJF, but MJF is kind of a generational talent. When it comes to like actually making stars, they've done really good at kind of like the initial like, here we go, monster on the rise. The second act has struggled with, with Wardlow, with Hobbs. I feel like it kind of struggled with, um, it's kind of struggled with Jungle Boy, honestly, and with Darby Allen um, to a, a certain extent. Um, and so I, I think this is an issue that AEW has had where they've, they've got people real excited for about a month and then it kind of just falls apart. The tag team title match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, FTR taking on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Karen Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, and Sutnam Singh in their corner. Mark Briscoe will serve as a special guest referee. I am so excited that FTR are back. Um, I really hope that this isn't Mark Briscoe turning and joining um, Jeff Jarrett and, and Jay Lethal and that group. I really hope, like, I just don't want that. You know, like there's still a lot of emotions around what's happened with his brother. I, I want to cheer Mark Briscoe. Do not make Mark Briscoe a heel. I would like to be happy for him. So please just let him stick with FTR. Let's not do anything weird. Let's just have FTR win this match and we move on. And then the Fatal 4-Way for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. It is MJF defending against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and Jungle Boy. Again, I like that these four are getting the main event spotlight. I don't like how it just felt like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just go with it. Um, some of the promos have been great. Some of them have, have struggled quite a bit. 
Um, I The thing that I don't like that has been the focus of a lot of this is something that uh, I, I think TNA kind of fell into quite a bit, and it feels like something that AEW has fallen into a, a fair amount with this sometimes as well. Trying to be too inside. You know, like Sammy Guevara, you guys are getting all the opportunities here, and I was supposed to just be the bump boy for Jericho. It's like, yeah, we get it. We're watching a, a thing that's a work here. Can you fucking not, though? Like, I'm, I'm kind of over it. Like, no one in the office expected me to be in this spot. I was just supposed to be the job guy for blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, now you've taken me out of this thing. Like, it, it, it gets a, ooh, you're not supposed to say that. But there's been so much, ooh, you're not supposed to say that in AEW, that it's now very forced. So can we just fucking not with the, I was supposed to be the bump guy for these guys. That phrase and we've traveled, we've had matches all, we've had wars all over the world. Yeah, I fucking get it. You wrestled in another promotion. Can we just move this along? Great. Thank you. That saying is driving me up the goddamn wall. But anyway, um... MJF is retaining in this, but I think this match is going to be unbelievable. This feels like a match where all four of these people are going to feel like bigger deals coming out of this show. Um, that That is kind of how I feel this is going to, to go. I, I feel like this is going to be a star-making night for all of them. Um, I'm really, really excited to, to see how this match turns out, but I do think MJF retains. So, that is your AEW double, uh, double or nothing preview show along with a few notes on the wwe as well thank you all so much for tuning in um if you could leave a rating that would help out a lot uh subscribe that helps out a lot thank you all so much for doing those things if you've done it already find me on social media twitter and instagram i'm at primetime client twitch.tv slash primetime pk you can email the show couch potato diary at yahoo.com i am hoping to have pre uh post fight shows up or post event shows up on both of these uh cards throughout the weekend so we will see how all of that goes and then i will talk to you guys on monday so thank you all so much for tuning in and i'll talk to y'all later i'm out <laughs>